0: I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whom the face of the earth and heaven did fled away, and there was found no place for them. I want you guys to know that in the world that we live in, we we're filled all around us with entertainment. Not a week goes by that they don't have some sort of horror film or some sort of thing on Hollywood produces to try to scare us into thinking that there is demons and all these other things, but not in the realm and the way that the Bible is talking. A lot of people, when you even show things like this, it's a joke. But I want to warn you today that this is not made up. The judgment of Christ is not a fictional idea that was made by Hollywood. It's not something that was created by us. It's not a religious idea that we try to do to scare people into making a decision. The Bible says in this passage that I saw a great white throne. And the Bible says it was high and lifted up. Our king. You see, when he came the first time, he came as a servant. He, he came as the sacrificial lamb. He came to lay down his life. But on that day, he will not be the sacrificial lamb to lay down his life. He will be the risen lamb that conquered death, hell, and the grave. He will stand as our judge. And the thing is, we want so bad to fall in love with the Jesus that died and the Jesus that loves us. And you should fall in love with that. But forgetting the very fact that he will one day be our judge. Verse 12, it says, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Small and great. Great. You look that up, it was a distinction of people, meaning young and old, rich and poor, good and bad, every race, every nation. There won't be categories that God puts in and says, well, they weren't so bad, or they just told white lies. It is either your name is written, or it is not. The Bible says that there is books opened, And another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. You know why the Bible says that the books were open and not the scales were brought out? If I talk to people, and I I talk to people all the time, and I ask them that question, what would happen if you were to stand before God right now? What would happen? If if that was you right now, and you say, oh, that was actors, those were people from your your church. You're, You're right, they were. But what if it was you? Standing before God right now. And a lot of people have this idea, well, I've been a pretty good person. Let me tell you, I don't see anything that's talking about your, your, your good and bad being outweighed. It says the books were open. See, and in the books, it's called the Lamb's Book of Life, and your name is either in it or it is not. It is, it is that black and white. That, that, that's how it is. The Bible says doesn't say, and I brought out their good works, and if their good works outweigh their bad. No, it was the Lamb's Book of Life. It was open, and your name is either written in there or your name is not written in there. It's as simple as that. The Lamb's Book of Life is where you accept whether the sacrifice of the Lamb of God paid the debt for your sin. And the sea gave up the dead that were in it. And hell delivered the, uh, the dead that were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And the death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And you're going to come back. I I know how it is. People do this all the time. It says, wow! What what kind of God would do that? Wow! I choose not to believe that. I don't believe any loving God would ever do that what I just saw. And that's where you've missed it. See, over the last two weeks, we've tried to display that that agape love of God, that unconditional love, that love that takes our place, our love that gives you life, ra- raises the the dead, to life of, of of the crud and the garbage and the mistakes of our life, and God gives life to that which is dead. I, I hate things. That hurt my kids. I do. I, I'm as a dad that I, I I love my kids and any anybody else that's here. I Jen will tell you during the winter months. I'll get up and go check on my kids before we go to bed. I'll check on, on when I get up early in the morning to go to work and I'll I'll make sure that they're covered up and sometimes. Their, their feet will be hanging out the side of the bed or whatever, and I'll, I'll tuck them in there. And I get great joy out of that. I'm, I'm just being honest. I, I love to make sure that they're warm. And I love to see them cuddle up and, and, and be okay. And I've told this story before, but I, I, I just feel like the Lord wants me to use this as illustration. I remember we bought a house um, a long time ago that was not too far from here. And in the front yard, we had this fence, and this fence uh, had all these fence posts in it. And, And one of my friends said, hey, you want me to yank that out of there? I didn't want that fence in the front yard. And I said, sure, not thinking that we didn't fill back in those holes. And one day, Jordan was only about three years old, and he was running through the front yard. He was running, and he dropped one of his legs down in there, and he went forward. And easily, he could have broke his leg just like that. The way that he was running, the way that he fell in that hole, whatever. And he was screaming and crying. His leg hurt. And I I mean, he he didn't break it, but he came pretty close to it. And I went out there, and I grabbed him, and I'm I'm holding him. And I said, Jordan, what happened? Whatever. And he said, Daddy, that hole, I fell in that hole. And I looked, and I was like, oh, my goodness. How how could I have not thought of that? And I'll tell you, I, I had anger build up in my heart towards those holes. I hated it. And I, I didn't have the dirt to fill into it, but I'll tell you what, I went around the whole side of my house and I dug up my yard and threw all that dirt in there and I'm packing it down with my hands and I'm, you, know, and you say, why did you do that? I hated that hole. I hated what it did to my son. I hated that it hurt my son and I, didn't, I wanted to do away with it. It's the thing that you have to understand is God hates sin. He, he doesn't just like, I'm a holy God, and, and that's sin. And, and that is that aspect of it that He is a holy, righteous, perfect God. And, and he is despised by sin, but he hates what it does to us. People sit there and say, Well, I, I've heard about hell, and I heard this God that does all this. Let me explain to you what hell was for. And a lot of people don't get this. Matthew 25, 41. Then shall I say to them on the left hand, depart from me, you curse, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Did you guys get that? It doesn't say prepared for all the wicked people of this world. No, depa- dep- it was prepared for the devil and his angels. God created hell and a fire. And say, you know what, I want to gather all this sin, I want to torture sin, I want to punish sin, I want sin out of here. And I want that old devil, that serpent that slipped in in, in the Garden of Eden, I want him in there. And all these demons of hell that go around and talk, torture my people, I want them in there. And there is a judgment of those angels. And we read that in Revelation the same way. And the Bible talks about it, and he took that old serpent, which is Lucifer, and he cast them into the lake of fire. Never will he ever bug us again. Never will he tempt your kids. Never will there be drugs and alcohol. Never will there be all those temptations. It's it's gone, consumed. Do you you see that? That's why hell was created to eliminate what hurt us. But then you guys know the story that man fell. He was deceived by the devil. And see what that was, it was rebellion against God, and sin came in the world. And Romans 5, 12 says, wherefore by one man's sin, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, that's all of us, whereby is one man's sin, Adam, curse was brought in, the disease was brought in, that's sickness, and then it spread. You guys, it's just like, if, if a flu bug hits your home, guess what, you're all, you're all going to get it. It's the same thing in this. The Bible says that sin came into the world and we pass it into our kids and it's passed on, it's passed on. We're cursed in this world with sin. Donnie, you mind coming up here to help me? I I don't want to be juvenile in this at all, but I tell you, I had this idea at the beginning of the week and I sat aside and then I had it during the middle of the week and I had this. I, 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 Donnie, I just want you to help me demonstrate this i I want you to come over here we're gonna we're gonna make a timeline of this and if this is just you sit back and say this is just juvenile i'm sorry it's not that but i i want to draw the timeline and I, i want donnie to understand that when he was born in this world and donnie if you'll hold this 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 was you okay i and you say wait a minute i i know donnie there's none righteous no not one all it takes is one lie for you to have sin in your life and let me tell you, you don't have to be five and six years old. Our, our kids lie from the day they were born. You say, that's impossible. Don't tell me that those babies scream all through the night because, they're, they're, because they need you. No, they scream because they're lying. They're like, Daddy, I'm being tortured. I need you. You run in there. No, they just wanted to be held. That's all it was. You pick them up. It's like, oh, you put them down. They scream again. You pick them up. And it's just in our nature. See, Donnie, I'm not, I'm not saying this because I don't love you as, as a friend. I'm just telling you because this is the straight-up truth. You were born into a cursed world. You were born into sin. Sin is part of your life. There is no getting on or around the fact that Donnie was born into sin. Fell on us. There's, there's more to it than that. I don't, I, I don't know if Brent's ready yet. If, if Brent is, if you can come out here. I'm going to tell you something that God does. Now, Brent is just an actor. <laughs> he does a great job. <laughs> but I, I, I he does do a great job. I appreciate what Brent does. I, I love you. And um, I, w- I want you just to hold that right there. I, w- I want Donnie to learn something. Donnie, a long life, this is what's going to happen. It's... And once again, don't make fun of me for this. Just bear, bear with me. I needed something that represented death. So, okay, here it is. Donnie, whether you like it or not, you are going to die. And, and through the course of life, you, you grow and grow and grow. And through the course of this, somewhere, and you say, where is that? I don't know, and it's different for all of us. But I can tell you, the the Bible says, it doesn't just say it, it says it's appointed unto men once to die. It's appointed. Now you can try to play God, and you can try to manipulate the system and all this, but Donnie is living life, and somewhere along the line, Donnie is going to hit this point and there's going to be sorrow in the family and sorrow in the church and sorrow amongst his friends and sorrow with your wife. And it's going, to be, it's going to be a sad day. But the reality is you are not going to live forever. And you've got this in your life. But there's more to it. The wages of sin is death. The sin in your life is a ticket to hell. And you know what? God not only hates this part, Donnie. Donnie. God hates this part. He hates it. It's not that he hates you. He hates that. But you were cursed with this. And along the way, somewhere in your life, Donnie, that that, that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. When Jesus came on the earth, the Bible says that he came to seek and to save that which is lost. You guys know why we're willing to flip our stage upside down and bring all this wood in and have work days and practice on Saturday and do all this? Because I want you to know Jesus. I want you to know the truth. I don't want you to believe a lie. I want you to know that on, on this day of April 10th, you came in here and that bald preacher got up and told you the truth. That's what I, I want you to know. I told you the truth about reality of heaven and hell. Along this way, something happened. And I'm, I don't know Donnie's exact story, but this is what happened. Somewhere along the way, he met him. Some, somewhere along that, and Donnie, I don't, I don't know, and me and you had a long conversation in my office and how God changed your life, and he did change your life in a big way. He did. He blessed you with a beautiful family and all that. But somewhere along the line, you realized that you were a sinner. And and it comes straight from this. It comes from you coming to church and hearing the word of God and hearing the truth. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You think church isn't important? This is important. Why? Because of us preaching the truth. That's why this is important. It could have been for some of you that you encountered Jesus Christ. It, It came as a result of you coming to a drama at church. It came as a result of you being witness to on the job or your, your mother, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is, somebody had a divine appointment by God for you to meet him. But I'll tell you what he has for you, Donnie, he doesn't force on you. The Bible says that what he has to offer you, the wages of sinning is death, but the gift of God. What he has to offer you, you can't earn it You can't be good enough for it. It's not about going to church. It's not about good deeds. It's not about trying to sing enough songs. You need this. And I tell you what, the day that you recognize him as your savior, he took your sin and he gives you forgiveness. You say, that's just so simple. Simple. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Do Do you know why that is so important? Because there's a lie of the devil that says this is it. It is appointed unto men once to die. And after this, the judgment. Did you guys get that? It's appointed unto men wants to die after this the judgment there's a lie that tells people it says live the way that you want to it's all good i I, i'll tell you what when i'm dead i'm dead i'll rest in peace and that's that's it it's over for me if it was only that easy because one day because you've been forgiven you've got a new destination and it's not by what you have done," he said. "I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. For where I am, there you may be also." Thomas said, "Whether I go, you know, and the way you, we know not know." And Jesus answered and said unto him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me." That's it. It doesn't say no man comes to the father but by being a good person, or going to church, or being baptized once, twice, 50 times. You're just going to go to hell wet. That's all it's going to do. It doesn't change your spiritual condition. And I'm not against baptism. I'm not against going to church. I'm not against praising God and doing all those things. But you have got to get this point right here. It's not an emotional thing. The Bible says, for with the heart, for with the heart, I love my wife with all my heart. I love my kids with all my heart. You know what that means? I believe in it. I believe in them. I will die for them. I will work for them. I will serve them. And nobody has to tell me to do it. None of you call me in the morning and say, Tony, are you up? You know, your kids need to be taken care of. You need to go, okay, well, here we go. That's how some of you are with church. Your wife has to kick you in in the tushy and say, get out of bed. You got to go to, okay, honey, well, I don't want to stay long. You don't get talking after church. And I hope he doesn't bother me. And that preacher once again gets on that. You know what that is? That's the devil working you over. It's not about me. Don't get mad at me. I'm just a messenger. I'm here to to deliver truth. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I fall short just like anybody else. But one day, because you encounter Jesus Christ in your life. Donnie, I hate to tell you this, but you're still going to die. And a lot of people get mad at this point in their life saying, Oh, Jesus, why are you letting me die? And why do I this? Because it's appointed on the man wants to die. But the whole thing of this life was getting you to the point where you go from that to here. You say, "Why? Well, because of all the good work. No, flip it one more time. That's the reason why. That's the only reason why. Because you've been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. He took your sin. Let's reboot. Let's go back. If it was only that easy. (laughs) Well, what happens is we come to another point. You come into your life and you were still born in sin. And through, Donnie, through your life, you come into contact here. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to park here for a second and just do this. This, is, this point right here could be where some of you are right now. I'm, I'm serious. It's not an accident. I, I, I believe that, that God, God works through us. Because we we've, we've prayed for this day. We prayed for last Sunday. We prayed for the Sunday before that. We, we've been praying over you. We, we have some of your names that we've been praying. Lord, we know that so-and-so needs Christ. So-and-so. And you say, well, it's because I'm out of church. Man, I don't, I, you might be out of church or not. I don't know that. I'm more concerned about your heart going to hell than, than your body going to church. You say, so you're not worried about me going to church. Oh, I want you to go to church because you're going to hear this. But I tell you, when you get your heart right, your, your, your actions afterwards will start lining up as well. You'll have a craving and desire but the thing is some of you come into this point right here and and you hear the truth and ever and all all it is is you begin to stiff arm Jesus you come by and you have this attitude of hey you know what I I I didn't like how that preacher got all in my business and I you know he getting up there talking about whatever and you start laying all these things off you know what you're doing you're allowing the devil to get in your mind to push you back past what you need I'm I'm being really serious. There's a lot of people that skip church and don't respond to God or you get up there and like, I didn't like this or that or whatever and you don't respond to the forgiveness of God because in your apathy or your carnality or your pride, well, I'm not, I'm a grown man. I'm not gonna, I've heard it all. Guys, I was, I was grew up in church my entire life. I didn't get saved till I was 17 years old. Can I tell you, it was only because God got a hold of my heart to realize that I had a very big issue with the word pride in my life. The, the preacher would preach, and I'd sit there, and I would not respond. I would not, I would not do anything. You know why? Because of the simple fact is I knew that those around me knew that I go to church, and I wear a tie on Sunday, and I memorize verses, and I, I got my awards in vacation Bible school, and I didn't want to admit that I was a phony. Phony. I didn't know Christ. I knew how to look and talk and go through the motions. I said, what is the difference? When you have Christ, you have a peace that passes all understanding. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't fear cancer and things like that, but I don't fear what's on the other side of that. And you say, you're just this or that. No, I'm not making this up. For me to be absent from my body is to be present with my Lord. And I know that. It's only something that Christ can give you. But you know what happens between that encounter with Jesus Christ? When somebody invited you to Easter and your mom or dad or some of you have a wife or a husband that's been on you and loving you and encouraging you and begging you and pleading with you. It's not because they're trying to get in your business. It's not because they're trying to make you mad. It's because they are broken hearted over the fact that you have sin in your life and you will stand before God and you will stand before judgment and that's not us making it up. That is truth. And they pray for you and they ask you and they bug you and they invite you because they know that the wages of your sin is death. But Donnie, there's something that happens between that day at church or whatever it is and between here you play games with the devil that's what that's what we do because once in a while they'll come up and say like man you're not that bad and you're you're laying in bed saying man what what if there is a hell satan comes right up to you and says seriously man come on you know that stuff's just a big band-aid that they that preacher's just after your money He's, all, all, you know what it is. He just—it's all his hair gel that he needs, and all that. You know, he's—he's he's saving up for a new wig, and he needs bigger offerings. And it, the, the the weirdest things just messes with our brains. And then when we what we see things on TV and this and that, and all all it is is we we make up excuses. And then, man, you you're, you what will you have to give up? You're gonna not enjoy life. And you know what it is the devil will mess us because he doesn't want us thinking about the reality of Christ. But then something happens. See, the thing is, God pursues you and God loves you, but the Bible says the fool has said in his heart, There is no God. I, I want I want you to know, Donnie, you can tell yourself, and there's some people here right now that are playing this game, I don't believe an atheist. I just don't believe that there is such a thing. You can say all day long, I don't believe that there is a God. Then I just walk right up to you and say, you want to explain the ocean and the seas and the stars and the seasons? You want to explain the miracle of birth? You want to explain to me how God takes care of us in every way? You want to explain to me the sunset we saw this morning? You want to explain to me how all these things are possible? You explain that! Well, there's this cosmic goo that just exploded and all this happened. You have more faith than I do. To believe in a giant booger created all of this. <laughs> but there's these people that, that that's that's the life that they that they live. They play mind games all the way to the end of, of you don't need God and you're going to be OK. And all these things happen. But let me tell you guys, and I've got I've got to warn you about something. The thing is, life is short. No one plans to die. You might even get in your life and say, You know what? I think I've got, I've got time. I'll live it up. I'll make my life right. And the reality, what Satan doesn't know, is it's more like this. And I, I, it doesn't matter if you're, you're 25, 35, or 45, it's appointed unto men once to die, and you don't know when that is. But I, I want to show the differences. Donnie, you crossed that line. But I got to tell you, the wages of your sin is death. And at that point, Brent, if you'll switch places, you lost out on this. Can can I tell you that there is no forgiveness on the other side of the grave? That all this time was the grace and mercy of God. That was the pleading of God. That was the message of God. That was God crying out to you and God convicting you and God pulling you and God changing you and you push it away. And then you stand before God and you sit there and say, why would a God like that send me to hell? And God looks down and says, why did you skip over me over and over and over again in your life? Why did you reject my forgiveness? Why did you reject your wife when she begged you? Why did you reject the church? You did this. He died. He paid for it. He had the forgiveness. He made the way to heaven. He was the way. You chose your own way. Here. He would be your savior. Here, he will be your judge. There's a passage in Matthew that describes this. Describes it as a day of disappointment. Describes that these people that, that literally will cry out to God. And God gives this scenario Matthew seven twenty one, and He says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name cast out devil, in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. He doesn't say, I knew you once and then you slipped away. He said, I never knew you. Remember that day that I invited you? You ignored me. Remember that day you got the invitation? You shredded it. I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Never knew you. You know what scares me about this passage? Is the way that it lists this. Donnie, you stand before God. Did I not go to church? did did i not serve you did i not tell people about you did i not get involved in that did i not repost i love jesus did i not do all these goofy things that we do feeling good about ourselves did i not did i not you know what jesus is going to say you still have this and the wages of your sin is death i try to take your place but you skipped over me depart from me ye that work iniquity if there's there's a scary thing. There's there's two passages. I'm going to read to you about hell, and I could I could preach a lot about hell. But there's two things that the Bible says in Revelation chapter 20 verse 15, and whosoever was not found written the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And Matthew 8:12, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Both of those passages list the same word of being cast. The word literally means to throw or to be removed from. At that point, Donnie, there is no going back. God cast our sin. And you say, wait a minute, my sin. Yeah, you attached to your sin. You chose to keep your sin. And that sin is cast, removed from your family. Removed from God. Removed from hope. Removed from anything that you held on to. And the Bible makes it very clear that at this point, there shall be Matthew 25 46, and they shall go away into everlasting punishment. Everlasting. Now, if you want me to explain everlasting, I can't wrap my mind around it. But it will not cease, it will not end. You will not walk out of it. You can scream for all of eternity God, I am sorry, give me another chance. Lord, I have learned my lesson, but it's too late. And all of our lives, it's programmed in our minds. When something messes up, we restart the computer. We reboot our phones. We try to get a a do-over. There are no do-overs at that point. There's no one to bail you out. There is no retreat. There is no second chances. You say, how? How? I'm going to be honest, I've looked at that and I've thought, how? How in the world would anybody ever choose to do that? And in the same passage of Revelation that we read all this in Revelation chapter 20 verse 10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire brimstone. See, he's going there. And he's willing to take any One of you with him. And the way that he works is found right in that passage. If God calls it out and says, those that deceived. See, all through this time, he talked to you and said that, you know what? That's just your wife nagging you. Don't listen to that pastor. And you just stay in your seat. And you don't raise your hand. And you don't give in to God. And you don't surrender your life. And you don't cry out to God. You're okay. He is a deceiver. He is a liar. And I'd love for you to get that today as opposed to getting it at that point. You guys can be seated. Do we get this? You say, why are you doing it like this? You know, I I honestly believe that the churches are filled with people that are playing games with God. You know, I know because I did it. You guys know my wife's story. She did it. She She's 25 years old, pastor's wife, before she accepted Christ. Do you know how I know there's stories like that? Because the whole illustration of Judas is that story. For us to get this close to God, to be in the presence of God, and to have a knowledge of God, and to witness God, and to turn your back, that is what sin does in our lives, and we all have it. I can't walk out of here. I, and and you, you say one day, it's appointed unto men ones that I. One day you're going to stand before God. You are. You're going to stand before God. Imagine this is you right here. And I don't know what it's going to be like because the Bible says he brings up our works. It doesn't say our names written in the Lamb's book of life, but God literally does and says, you think you're good enough? Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in thy name, Lord? And God says, stop. Let me tell you about a time. Let me tell you about April 10th, 2016, Fellowship Baptist Church, 4701, Winchester Pike. Let me tell you about an invitation that came that I spoke to your heart and I told you that you knew that you were lost. And God says, remember that. he rejected me. Depart from me, for I never knew you.